Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Welcome, everybody, to a Couch Divided podcast. I'm Nick Thomas. Sitting next to me, as always, a wonderful, studious, and very articulate, very smart, intelligent, <laughs> and every other adjective that is appealing to the human uh, oh, being, Dr. Know. Robin Hall. Oh, no. <laughs> that might be overdoing it. Yes, it just is. slightly. Over-encouragement. <laughs> well, uh, putting it over. You are yeah. good at it. You're good at exhorting and encouraging people. Yeah, well, thank you very much. You are. But I think you, like, you match that with directness and assertiveness. Right. You spit truth. <laughs> I spit truth. <laughs> you know, that's a good rap name. Truth, spit truth. Truth spitter. <laughs> truth, truth spitter. Truth spitter. <laughs> yeah. Spitter. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, I, yes. I needed to hear that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Because sometimes, um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever gotten lost in a conversation, even with uh, counseling others, like, what am I talking about? <laughs> like, oh, just in the middle of it. <laughs> I do that three times a day yeah, and yeah. pray that before, like, it becomes obvious that I can make myself, <laughs> make my way back to remembering yeah. the original tra- track that yeah. I was on. Right, right, right. I am hoping that's, like, a normal age-related Slash combination ADHD thing. Yeah. As well, as you get older, I think you can grow more self-aware. Whereas uh. we didn't care about that aspect of just, you know, just to try to justify everything that we say when we're, when we're young, Younger. you know, <laughs> and yeah. that we don't acknowledge our own follies, but now we do. That's maturity. Yeah. Maybe that is right, what it right. is. Um, well, yes. Hello, Nick. Hello. How are you? I am excellent. How are you doing? Good. Good. Very good. good. It's been a while since we've recorded. Yes. Not on well, purpose. But feels like it. Yeah, for sure. Well, how long has it been? Two weeks? About two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Which actually is pretty, that's a pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. We're actually us. right on schedule as far as recording. But yeah. we didn't get to meet last week, yeah, that's which right. that's why it feels right. longer. I, I mean, we, we see each other every week at church, but. I tend to get uh, Robin and James withdrawals <laughs> when I'm not here every That's week. so nice. Toby does. Toby yeah, gets so Uncle get, Nick withdrawals. I get withdrawals. hard Toby withdrawals, so that's for he sure. He is so much fun. He was all giddy when I walked in. Oh, he's yeah. just like so giggly mm-hmm. and like everything is hilarious mm-hmm. and it's just the best because I know there's going to be like a day when he's like mom or yeah. <laughs> you know like I don't he's becoming a little boy oh <laughs> it's past just that like yeah. it takes your heart and like uh, like beats the crap out of it yeah, and right. you willingly show up it's like the best kind of beating anyway yeah. <laughs> um yes we would love for there to be a Mrs. Nick and a uh, future Nick Juniors and Nicoletta Hey, Juniors. if anybody out there is listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pray for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do like a matchmaking episode, Nick. 
Anyway. I'm oh, kidding. yeah, we should do that. What, you know, like uh, the suitor number one, suitor number oh two gosh. behind the curtain. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I was actually going to talk to you um, about like you are doing your channel for Cups of Water. Yeah, Cups of Cold Water. Cups yeah. of Cold Water is yeah. doing so well. Um, I was going to suggest like even though it goes against like every cell in my body, we mm-hmm. should probably like up our YouTube game here at A Couch Divided. Definitely. Especially because um, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to do a crossover episode with who, Nick? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sheologians. Yes. So we are so excited about that. It's two of our favorite people. Um, in all of the world. Yes. yes. Um, so look, we look forward to bringing that to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm not, let's not share what the topic is. Cause no, we'll keep it secret. Yeah, we'll keep it a secret. Like keep an eye out. It should be fun. And be uh, really fun. I love those girls, so yeah, uh, we'll have great. a good time. If you guys yeah. aren't familiar with them, they're on every like pod-catching app, like Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. You can oh, they're on a whole other plane. Them and Coltish are yeah. only, you know, <laughs> just, the, uh, just the poster child of uh, reformed podcasting. That's true. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of up at the top. But oh, yeah. we're working our way to bigger audience so we love you guys we mm-hmm. appreciate you please keep yeah we're no questions. we're not just talking in the space here yeah yeah please ask us questions sure. reach out to us comment on episode share episodes and and what would you think about us coming to youtube as far as um uh our, our podcast right. being presented on like there with you know? as a video plot you know so there's video along with it and also <laughs> i'm willing to do like little i mean like shorts, informational shorts mm-hmm. too about stuff. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, and we'll up that, and uh, that'll be exciting in, in the future. Uh, you can always contact us at uh, uh, couchdividedpodcast@gmail.com. Right, right now our website yeah. is still under construction. Still under construction. Still figuring out uh, what we're going to do as far as uh, presentation and yes. what that looks like. It's um, going to be really cool. Bear though. with us, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that you'll love it uh, when it uh, relaunches. Yes. Uh, but in the meantime, keep on listening like you're doing. Keep on uh, messaging us. Keep on following us on Instagram. Right. That's pray where we engage us. with you the most. Please pray for us. Yes. We pray for you guys. Yes. Um, yeah. Every so. every uh, show before uh, we uh, press record, we're praying for all of you, believer and unbeliever. Um, um, and then it hopes that this edifies you, sanctifies you as much as uh, the topics do when we research uh, when we research this topics. Uh, um, it's very sanctifying to our own hearts. Oh yeah, I mean. yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And so yes, yeah, so even though it's been a couple of weeks, we were going to continue our discussion. Our last um, episode, we started a discourse anyway ar- around the whole. Um, so the Supreme Court decision uh, of Roe v. Wade being overturned, right, Ascent, yeah. right? The decision that essentially overturned that yeah. case precedent. So, yeah, um, I know you like. W- I mean, I think it was clear. Like, this is an issue that's very close to mm-hmm. both of us, and it should be close to all of our hearts. I mean, we're talking about a uh, literal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, actually, what's cool since then, like which ha- wasn't true two weeks ago was um, the Arizona Attorney General mm-hmm. is so far uh, upholding mm-hmm. the, like, the current, is it the current law that's on the current statutes in place in Arizona yeah. that, crim- like, mm-hmm. criminalize it? So mm-hmm. um, at, you should probably talk about this. You probably know it better. There was a group that tried to, um, like, f- enforce, a f- like, a 15-week something? You know yeah, I that? mean, technically, there is a law in the books that uh, uh, it was actually a, a, <laughs> a pro-life law that went into place 
uh, to uh, block the damage that Roe v. Wade was doing when it was in place, that you can't have an abortion um, um, after 15 weeks, right? But now that it is uh, overturned, uh, we uh, that kind of contradicts a current law that we had on the books making it illegal. I'll just say it that way. So now we have kind of laws that say you're going to do an abortion before 15 weeks, and you can't. We also have a law on the books that actually declare that the unborn children uh, have human rights. Right, there's right an injunction away. on that law right now. And so there's a lot of confusion going on in Arizona where we actually land and what is legal to do. And but, not the, do. but the attorney general is currently upholding yes. what is essentially a, like a complete ban. Is that right? Yes. So, guys, <laughs> we know a lot of you who aren't in Arizona. Um. Our state, I I cannot believe. Mm -hmm. I am in such utter shock and, like, awe that God is extending this grace to our Mm -hmm. state right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, to us as a country, like, total, but specifically in Arizona, I honestly, I did not expect this in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I did not. And I can't believe, uh, but I am so grateful that we have somebody currently serving as attorney general that is upholding mm. like isn't acting in cowardice oh my goodness yeah it, it's amazing so i did expect roe v wade to eventually be overturned yes, but i didn't know too. the dynamics of everybody actually backing you know um an anti-abortion sort of thought would be so prevalent in our in our magistrates um well and such the, as the attorney general i th- yeah. right because so this is what i think this is my speculation about it we are so used to consuming liberal propaganda because it's liberal outlets that produce most of the media mm-hmm. that Christians have come to believe what they've been programmed to believe, which is that the vast majority of people are for abortion. Mm-hmm. Therefore, lay all sorts of things that we as Christians are not mm-hmm. in support of. Um, and I just, I think what we're finding is that, that I think we found that with when President Trump was elected, mm-hmm. um, there's actually a whole other group of us, hey, y'all, mm-hmm. that don't buy that narrative. Some might say it's a, a silent majority. You know, yeah. and I don't, we're not silent. We're not being silent. Yeah. So I just, I hope you guys are all praying for, praying that God would continue to extend grace and mercy in this area. Um, to save babies and, you know, continue to pray for your believing and, and non-believing friends and family that have had abortions, um, that are, you know, sc- oh, so I'm going to like spiral into it again, um, that are reacting as though they've been told that if they, they, you know, are, if they find themselves in a life-threatening situation that they're going to just be like dropped into the desert to like die, um, Pray, pray for them, speak calmly, <laughs> speak clearly. This is, there, there should be no debate about whether or not it is like morally okay to kill another human being in, in justice that way. God's law is extremely clear. It's one of the 10 y'all, mm-hmm. right? I so not murder. I mean, it's really, really not, it's not complicated. 
Um, and th- what I'm not saying is that circumstances aren't complicated, but mm-hmm. the, the, the nuts and bolts, the skeleton is very simple. That's interesting about the human condition, too, is w- we can take something so straightforward right. and make it complicated. Oh, we, because we, like, we worship ourselves. We worship our independence. We worship our autonomy. Mm-hmm. We believe that children are a burden. We've rejected God's truth about children being a blessing. As women, myself, I'm included in this because I was raised and indoctrinated by the liberal education system here. Mm-hmm. Children are seen as hindrances, Mm-hmm. Like if you were to get pregnant in high school as a girl, that would ruin your life because now you can't go to college and now you can't. What? Why? Why is that the narrative? Why do we just automatically believe that? Because it's we're selfish and it's really easy to imagine how uncomfortable we'll be. You know, <clears throat> you know, a lot of us abolitionists would say the reason why um, abortion was allowed to run rampant as it has and as it is. Uh, is because the church left that conviction. The church let it go. Yeah, I, you know? yeah, I've heard a lot of that talk. And we've let a lot of things go. Now, is it the actual church or is it the culture uh, lost uh, a sense of hard, deep truth in Scripture where we become atheological and more motivational speech uh, behind the pulpits? And that's not the true church. That's a that's a lookalike. Right. right, the true church is still out there, and they're always saying the same thing that they've sure. always said. Right, right. But and we're the smaller voice. Yeah. Right, with with scripture. Mm-hmm. Who is the guy? I, I maybe, maybe Dr. White retweeted it. That there was some pastor somewhere that said something about like maybe we should just shut up and mind our own business. So we basically. mentioned this with this last. Uh, did this, we? Yeah. This what did he la- say exactly? So what he said, he tweeted, and he said. Now's not the time to oh, beat right. your chest or to rejoice. Will you uh, Will you keep that more quiet? Because there's a lot of women in my church right now that no. are hurt. Okay, so that's not that's not what I'm talking yeah. about. This guy said, okay, and I'm totally paraphrasing. I'll find it for you yeah. guys. Um, essentially, like we're as like Jesus didn't t- ask us to wage a culture war. Oh, do you yeah, know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name. Okay. If as if he's uh, oh, as if I know somebody who retweeted uh, yeah. it. I'm as if uh, it. I have all authority in heaven and earth wasn't clear. <laughs> it's either him or not. I mean, wage some, culture. This war. is this is a, this is definitely an example of why theology matters, why good discipleship matters. Um, I'm gonna. I know but I'll I'll, I'll speak in a little bit um, on more of that. We mentioned in the uh, in early on uh, in this episode. Um. Your child, Toby. Yes. How much we delight in him. How much he's becoming a young, uh, a boy, and eventually a young man, and um, how joyous that can be. Then also heartbreaking because your little baby's growing up. And yes, like it's that. a bittersweetness. Uh, that ties back all the way to the womb. We would have never gotten to delight in such things. We would have never got to see God's work. We would have not to uh, never got um, to see that image bearer of God smile. Um, and it just breaks my heart to know that some people would view Toby as a burden. Ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. He's like the joy of my life. To take a Jungian word or aspect of the collective unconscious and the cultural, uh, you know, culture at large, and maybe we can speak a little bit to this, is that, because we are a psychology podcast, what's this doing to the cultural uh, at large as far as their mentality, how they look at life, and how this breathes, because we see this in the pro-choice atmosphere, extreme narcissism Ugh. and self-fulfillment. I mean, 
It's the I, antithesis of love your neighbor. So what's yes, going on? Right. It really is. I mean, like, I don't think we even need to make it more complicated than that. It really is. The difference is, as a Christian, you are called to bow before one, one God, three persons, right? Our triune mm-hmm. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and nothing else. And the world bows before a golden statue of self. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. It's that simple you don't have two masters. Mm -hmm. If you're Christ as your master means you are obedient to him Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what you like feel. Mm -hmm. I mean that what I'm not saying is that Christ doesn't care about your suffering. What I'm Mm -hmm. saying is that has literally no influence over objective truth Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So going back to the people that are hurt by the overturning of Roe v. Wade they're checking in. They're the therapist talking about their anxiety, their fears, um, uh, the world around them. You know, some people have become depressed possibly yes. because of this. And you see that their belief based off of false pretenses is now breathing this in and uh, uh, making their mind's disposition, whatever diagnosis they receive or whatever reason why they need to talk to a therapist in the first place. And it just makes me wonder how much false virtue, and this is not a big, you know, epiphany. We we understand that belief system is one of the primary aspects in disorder mm. uh, as far as depression or anxiety goes. You know, it's mm. all, exis- most of it's existential if it's not uh, physiological. Right, or, right. Yeah, a lot of know. it is existential, yeah, yeah. if um, it isn't physical. So, uh, you know, how much our environment says, no, this is the way. When Jesus says, this is the way, right. how much our environment says, this is the way, and then that causes the disorder. Like, well, or a, like a, a dissonance. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. A dissonance. So, and even guys, cognitively, they won't even hear you out. But it's go so ahead. crazy to me. And I'm, I'm just as guilty as, of this as anyone. Oh yeah. God is, very, God tells us what's going to happen. He tells us what's going to happen when we chase after the creation and not the creator. He tells us. It's a debased over, mind. Over and over and over again. And we all do it still because that is the sinful nature yeah. of our heart. Uh, a, a, a lot of Christians, well, God doesn't speak to mental illness. And I'm like, the um, heck he doesn't. Like Romans 1, what do you think a debased mind is? Um, <laughs> mental illness. Okay, so does if I would say to that that individual, does he speak to mental wellness then? Does he give us tools, yeah. right, to be mentally well? Yeah. I would say yes, all through scripture. He keeps in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast so, on him. On things above, yeah. Okay, so be he tells us to be wise. He tells us to delight. He tells us to guard our hearts, right? Like Rejoice. Again, I say re- rejoice. Oh Think of gosh. things that are lovely, pure, true. <sighs> he was saying positive vibes, man. Before anybody, uh, and also without foregoing the nature of the human condition that will suffer. Right. So I which guess we we uh, we say at the at end the of this heart podcast. Of all, yeah, at the heart of all of this is read your Bible, know who God is, right, and then you don't have any like difficulty whatsoever calling out what is nonsense and what isn't. Even about your own life, and yes. personal actions. <laughs> oh yeah, that gets really fun. It saves a lot of time. Well, and, a, and some money. We're stubborn. <laughs> I mean, it can if you're if you're wise, <laughs> right? If you're wise with that knowledge, right? So anyway, um, one of the things that we didn't say in the last up, or well, that we didn't, I didn't emphasize enough, like I wanted to, and so I'm going to now. Mm-hmm. For those people who have had abortions, 
come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Experience mm-hmm. forgiveness. You murdered your baby. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I would be doing you no like favor by lying to you. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is you ended the life of the child in mm-hmm. your room. Okay. So come to Christ for forgiveness with repentance because that is your only hope. Mm-hmm. And there is so much beauty and love and grace and a peace, right, that surpasses all understanding mm-hmm. here as an adopted daughter of God. Mm-hmm. But you must repent. Mm-hmm. It does. You aren't excused from being a murderer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, and, and, and all of us have to deal with some kind of the attribute of the law that we've kept or, or that we've dismissed in our um, rebellious lives against uh, God before we've come to him. Uh, one of the things that encouraged me when I was um, listening to Jeff Durbin uh, preach, and uh, I'll start off with this. I struggled on confirming my salvation in my heart mm. because I was so convicted about my sin Sure. that I just I didn't understand the no condemnation. C- couldn't wrap my head around it, though I believed it. It was just hard for me to understand that and get that into my heart to where I can walk in confidence that I am the Lord's. Right. That took a while. Second Peter 1. <coughs> That you must labor and that uh, you must apply particular attributes to your heart to participate in the divine nature of God and confirm one's uh, own election. Um, That takes some time uh, to understand uh, faith and faith alone. But right when Jeff Durbin, uh, he was saying something like about the new creation, uh, uh, being a new creation in Christ, that you are no longer the liar. You are no longer the murderer. You are no longer the thief. You're the, uh, no longer the idolatry. You're no longer these things. And it's not in the sense that I don't sin anymore, right. but it's my makeup. It's my uh, metaphysical disposition, if you want to say it that right. way. And when I do, when I do lie, when I do ch- cheat yeah. or when I do steal, because those things happen, happen Christians do those things, I am broken mm-hmm. over my sin. Mm-hmm. I'm broken over it. I used to delight in those things, <clears throat> and now I don't. Right. They I repudiate them in my right. mind and, 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 and work to mortify that sin so that it doesn't happen anymore kind right. of thing. And then rest in Christ when I'm struggling uh, uh, with a particular sin. In tem- and, or yeah. in temptation of sin, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, you know, uh, all the arguments, uh, you know, like, um, well, let's just, you know, bring up, you know, uh, sexual abuse and yes. you've conceived from that you know that's a hard reality to oh do my with gosh, of course and we know uh the woman's um mental state or what could happen to that woman thinking about a predator uh yeah. such as that yeah and being reminded of that all the all day you know all day except murder is never the answer so in fact i mean i can show you studies that say you're only adding on to the problem when you <laughs> <laughs> when you violently attack something else. So if that's a reality, if there is mental illness or stress or anxiety or whatever uh, that woman is going through at that moment because of that, and you also have the command, do not murder, then through that you seek peace. Right. You don't go to the least path of resistance. <clears throat> but then also that ber- starts to breathe into the culture too as well, that that becomes the normative, mm-hmm. the least path of resistance. And then you have no resilience. And then every little bit of other suffering, you're going to look for that avenue as well. 
And you know that the human condition will take the quick solution. Of course. And the quick solution is usually well, never and righteous. And the fleshly, sol- yeah. the fleshly solution. So uh, look at that aspect of the human condition falling down, not being able to deal with whatever circumstances they're in because they don't have a pill for that or it got banned or Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Now what are you going to do? And now all of a sudden you have high anxiety, depression, and you're seeking somebody. And I'm like, oh, man, you're just... It, this is more than just working through fear here. Right. We got You have to have a totally different heart and outlook on, on life to achieve the solution of peace that you're looking for. And if you keep this foundation and, 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 and don't address that and just address the fear and the anxiety, there, there is no true change. Right. You know, you just have a pill for the occasion. Right, a Band-Aid. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Right. And I fear that uh, coming from a Christian perspective, that's how how I look <laughs> at mental health. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I do very much know what you mean because unfortunately that's really what secular psychology offers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's band-aids because there is, there's only one perfect healer. There is only one physician physician yeah. Yeah. and he performs surgery. he, he performs a heart transplant. He he takes your stony heart mm-hmm. and makes makes it flesh. Now he put Adam to sleep, you know, when he took out the rib. Thank goodness. That was physical surgery. Thank goodness. Yeah. But I'm as sure far as Adam probably appreciated that. <laughs> but as far as sanctification goes, suffering you're hurts. A, you're awake. Yeah. It's not happening in your dreams. <laughs> not for the most part. <laughs> not for the most part. Nick and I can both attest to that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I kn- like. Uh, after we finished recording the last, our first little discussion about this, um, I felt the weight of it. And I know that they're like, we're speaking probably to a group of people that have lots of different differing opinions and attitudes about this. And Mm -hmm. it has been made into such an emotional argument. And Mm -hmm. I think there's like righteously. So this is an emotional argument. It should be. We're talking about life. We're talking about an image bearer of God who cannot like defend itself right defend those being led away to slaughter slaughter scripture is quite clear and i my hope my fervent hope in you guys listening to these episodes sharing them um hopefully being convicted by them that it challenges you to think about this in light of scripture in light of what scripture says about it and that you bring the truth with love to counsel people that would ask your opinion about it. Mm-hmm. You know, do not be afraid to be unashamedly pro-life, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> My goodness. And you don't need to be ashamed of, of God's word, of God's perfect creation, right? Because mm-hmm. he, like, he's, well, creation itself is You don't need to be embarrassed by the anything creator, that the word says. Right, is yes. perfect. And scripture, right, is our infallible source. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope... Anyway, I hope these, like, it's been edifying. We'll continue to kind of reach back into it. I don't know if there's anything else specifically you want to talk about, Nick. Well, from the overflow of what we just said about, you know, the aspect of mental health, there is uh, undoubtedly a lot um, that is going on. But I kind of wanted to peer, I want to talk about that, but I kind of wanted to peer into um, uh, the nature of counseling on this, you know, Maybe you have a friend out there that is pro-choice. Maybe you didn't know it. And they come in to seek you because you tend to have wisdom, 
and I'm talking to you, Robin, or anybody in the audience. Like as a Christian. Yeah. Somebody comes to you to seek your advice, whether right. they're a believer or an Exactly. Advisor. And they go, you know what? <coughs> this person is a good counselor. And then all of a sudden, they say that they're pro-choice, and that's actually the problem that we're dealing with right here. They don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about their fears over that comfort me. Right. I'm afraid now yeah. that my ability to control my future, to affect my own fate, mm-hmm. has been taken from me. Yeah. Ugh. And that is uh, in the secular world, as you maybe can attest, they they want you to leave your personal beliefs about the situation out. And how do you how do you (laughs) how do you counsel somebody when you know that's actually the problem? They they need to not do that. Okay, so, yeah, um, like I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this because I will not Mm -hmm. budge. I'm not going to compromise Mm -hmm. the truth or my morality if I was counseling somebody. <clears throat> well, there's the answer. I mean, you don't compromise. <laughs> you don't compromise about like, would you want somebody compromising when it was your life on the line? Mm-hmm. No. Now, the reality is when you do that, people listening at home, it could go either two ways. They actually heed your advice and don't, right. which is what we hope. Mm-hmm. Or you just lost a friend. Well, right. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, <laughs> like ask yourself, would you ho- like now knowing what we know about what happened in Nazi Germany, Mm. would you stand up for Mm -hmm. somebody being led away to a concentration camp? Mm -hmm. Like, would you be willing to die for that? If you knew their captor. Right. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're talking about a Holocaust that supersedes the the millions of people that were murdered by, like, at Hitler's Mm -hmm. command Mm -hmm. exponentially. So... Yeah. It's better to suffer for righteousness sake. Exactly. You know, and here's the thing. And that's, so I will say like, <clears throat> it's, this is, and we've talked to you and I have talked about this. It's one of the reasons that like, I'm not, I don't practice. Like mm-hmm. I will not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't lie to you. I can't lie to you. If you come to me and you say, Hey, this is what I'm like thinking about doing or, Hey, I'm so broken. I'm so broken over this. I'm so scared that, like, my rights have been taken away. It's not that I'm going to be, like, I wouldn't be rude, but I'm going to be honest Mm -hmm. because the baby that you might murder Mm -hmm. is worth more to me than your hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. That's the cold, hard truth, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not cold and hard to me. I don't think so. (laughs) Um, It's very pleasant and and compassionate. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we talked about ectopic pregnancies in the last one, and, and I was like, well, it's a pro-life discussion because we need <coughs> to have physicians that view both the mother and the child in the womb as patient, right? Not as, you know, the mother's the only patient here. And the reason why I bring that up is oh, because yeah. that's how we should counsel as well. Right, right. I'm viewing you as an image bearer of God. And if I'm counseling somebody that is thinking about abortion or I have anxiety over the fact that Roe v. Wade is overturned or anything like that, Mm -hmm. I have to keep in mind that there are other people uh, out there uh, that are going to be affected by this belief as well. And I'm going to do more harm if I just ease your, (laughs) you know, uh, mind's uh, uh, angst without considering the love of my neighbor as well. So how would you ease that person's angst without considering? I I think that... um, 
I think exactly the what you brought up. You can't compromise on the truth um, <clears throat> at all. Though you can do it with gentleness and kindness. Yeah, of course. And that might end up a result of they need to go see a different therapist. Yeah, absolutely. At this point. Yeah. Well, um, I or I lost a friend or things like right. that. But right. But hopefully they listen. Hopefully they see your stern yet kind. Right. Well, and what um, you're not what you're counsel. not doing mm-hmm. is forcing them out. So, right. like, if you stand firm in a conviction that you hold over this with somebody who feels differently. Mm-hmm. You don't run away. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to be afraid of. You're allowed to discourse with people who have differing opinions than you and not let that destroy the relationship. Mm-hmm. If the other party can't tolerate mm-hmm. right where you're coming from, yeah, what you just said, you you didn't have any control over that to begin with. And you certainly don't have any control over it now. Issues like this that become cultural dogma. Yeah. And also breathe uh, uh, themselves into the political atmosphere. Ugh. It takes on sort of a religious um, disposition to where when you transgress over against their laws, you're walking on sacred ground and they mm-hmm. get offended really easy. You know what I mean? Uh, you can uh, you can be sitting next to a liberal and they could be your best friend. And all of a sudden you find out about their politics. Right. And you're no longer friends. I mean, I mean, that is also so silly, guys. Yes. Um, it, it, and that happens. <coughs> now, in this situation, since it's becoming a more um, talked about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, event of Roe v. Wade and everything like that, people hold that to that religious sense of, you know, a dogma, and you cannot transgress against over it. Right. And right. only from the cultural world is there, there is no forgiveness well, or atonement. I know, so. and that's the thing. Like, there's no obligation to hear the other side out. But that's the thing. <laughs> it's been pain. I really... It's been painted like this is the only way, women, that you are going to have equal opportunity in the workforce, equal equal opportunity. Like, it's all about that. Like, you're going to be denied opportunity if this is taken away. Mm-hmm. And it's toted and it, it's taught, like, the absolute, total, and complete truth. You don't ever question it. And so, like, that is scary. If somebody says, I'm going to take away the one thing that ensures that I get treated, like, the same as everyone else or get afforded the same opportunities as everyone, you're going to react in fear. But it's it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. Right. So, remember, the, the law of God is to love God, love neighbor, right? Right. But the first greatest commandment is to love God, and there's a reason why that's mm-hmm. first. Right. You have a responsibility to God. Through that, you love your neighbor. Absolutely. And you are not loving God if you love your neighbor incorrectly. Correct. And if you <laughs> lie to them. Right. Um, if and you allow them to commit atrocious sin, uh, or, I mean, you can't, there's nothing you're going to really do to stop atrocious sin like somebody's bent on doing. But if you're not speaking to it, if you are enabling mm. it, if you are condoning or endorsing it through silence or inaction, mm-hmm. shame. I mean, <laughs> I know it's hard sometimes to talk to, you know, one of your best friends about sin. It can be. Oh, gosh. Be. It should. It, but, like, those are fe- your actual friends, guys. Yeah. The, f- the people that say, like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let me, let's let's talk about this. I'm concerned for you. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the kinds of friends you want. Mm-hmm. 
you don't want friends that are going to let you hide. Anyway, I feel like we're digressing here a little no, bit. No, I mean, it, it's necessary <laughs> because this is the aspect of a lot of the existential aches that people have. Mm-hmm. They don't want to address it because they're either fear about what the other person is going to say to them, especially if they're friend, or the people on the uh, uh, on the side that are maybe pro-choice are fearing that their rights are being taken yes. away from them. And it's creating all of this angst, and it's manifesting into whatever disorder for the occasion. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's also, it's almost like a a self-harm thing going on because we're doing it to ourselves, Mm. really, right? You know, it's not that you got in a car accident and you had to get brain surgery here. (laughs) It's existential. Uh (laughs) Right. Like we created the problem that we now feel like we are being denied, like, tools to cope with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've convinced them uh, ourselves that this is the atmosphere that, that the environment breathes. You can't escape it. Therefore, it can't be bad. And I go, no, or, or this land is cursed. Like it can't be. Well, I don't know if it can't be bad, but like I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And oh. therefore, this is the solution. Giving my rights kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, um, that's not the design of this universe. Again, uh, love God. Right. And, and so when you consider him, you're like, oh, then this is the way it should be. Right. And. <clears throat> Heck, it goes the other way too as well. When the church gives up something, it creates a lot of angst in the young Christian as well. You know, to be a Christian in a church that, okay, you are pro-life and you want to see it ended. And that that pastor steps up and lets that topic go and say, we're not going to uh, discuss this. It's political. Let it be political. Jesus has nothing to do with it. Right, that's the meme that I was trying to remember. That's what it essentially says is like, we've got other Jesus work to do. How disappointing in the young, zealous for Jesus uh, person's heart when they hear their church talking like this and how much angst and, and doubt is created because of pastors who will not step up to point out evil. So they're always willing to talk about it the other way around. Oh, don't rejoice, right, uh, that oh, Roe v. Wade got overturned because there's a lot of hurt women out there and your boasting affects them. Right. Well, how about your lack of being a shepherd has seriously caused an angst in my heart for you not stepping up and being the shepherd that God has asked you to be? Right. Because I see that more in churches than I do see the ones that's stepping up, though I know they're out there as well. And that creates a lot of angst. You don't think that we suffer the human condition as well, people who are faithful, mm-hmm. and then oh. we hear this? Right, right. Think about the arguments that happen on online all the time. If you can't tell us that that's not an angst in a young man or woman's heart that are zealous for Christian, and when they see that stuff, it's totally despairing, but you don't care about them, right? Well, you, what you're saying is there's there's all this double standard. Yes. Yeah. and It's I, never the opposite way. They don't think that way. Right. Well, and in, the problem for both is like we our affection, our worth and value, our, the very like lens through which we experience the universe should be rooted in the cross. Right. We shouldn't be looking to anything besides Christ to satisfy that mm-hmm. that need. Right. It's uh, Could you imagine? It says when one sinner repents, there's angels. Oh, right. Angels, yeah. Rejoicing. I know. Don't boast. 
there's a lot of people that are suffering because <laughs> right. Wait, could you tell that? Right. What about all the people that didn't get saved? They should. You should probably not be excited about somebody getting baptized because yeah, there's the, a person that didn't get baptized today. The, yeah. Right. There's a person. There's a quadriplegic. They can't do it. You know. <laughs> like like what, that makes the guy that that. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You guys, seriously, we create so much of our own anxiety. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. We've mentioned this in the last one. I'm going to reiterate again. People have been praying for this event in Roe v. Wade. Since 50 years ago. And there's pastors telling them that their prayers are in vain not to rejoice. Oh, my gosh. It makes me so sick. If you guys are attending a church like that, leave. Yeah. Because your pastor is not speaking. He isn't speaking true to the word of God. Yeah. They're basically saying the overturning of Roe v. Wade is purely secular and that God had nothing to do with it. Oh, man, if you believe that. Now, he may have used a secular man. Yeah. Well, because that's who I mean, Clarence Thomas, but I don't think he's secular. But Clarence Thomas memes are legit. Yeah, they're funny. Um, But yes, and people in politics maybe are atheological. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But God has used the worst of kings. And you look at Nebuchadnezzar. Guys, (laughs) Guys, <laughs> read your Old Testament and yeah. tell me we are not supposed to be involved in the culture, involved in politics. And we I'm see sorry. what happens when we don't. Goodness gracious. <laughs> we asked for kings, and guess what? We, we got, got them. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. And that is, what, for Samuel 8? Yeah. Yeah. It's so... Uh, it's going to, I just feel like God must have such an incredible sense of humor because, oh my goodness. Um, sense of irony, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is his, guys. Just, okay, <laughs> heed this. There will, if this is confusing now, there will be a day when it is abundantly clear and you will have no trouble understanding where the line has been drawn because there are only certain people on the one side of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have are you are you a repentant, believing Christian mm. on the day of judgment? Mm. That's the question we should be asking ourselves. Yeah. It doesn't matter how I feel; it matters what God says, mm-hmm. right? If my feelings don't act in accordance with that, it's my feelings that need adjusting, mm-hmm. not God. And the, and the lack of faithful pastors out there can discourage the young Christian, even in the smallest of situations as they paint this out to be, which is not, but even when they do that. You know, you think of a pastor that got caught in sexual immorality and has to step down, how completely devastated it leaves the sheep. Oh, my gosh. I, I For anyone, that, yeah. this is such a huge, this is actually a topic. Yeah. Like and, and, church and, splitting, church, like eldership dissolving. Yeah. Like it, it is. You start to think that so everything. That you learned from that man. Oh, yeah. It's poisoned. It's poisoned. Like uh, uh, years of sanctification are in vain because this man wasn't really a Christian in the first place. Right. You know, or committed something so abominable. How could he be? Right. Things like that. You know, well, I, uh, That's what we're thinking. And I'm not <sighs> talking about theologically whether or not he is saved. I'm no, just saying so emo- what goes into our hearts. What goes into our right, minds. It's, you're, it's so devastating. Right. It's so devastating. And when I see the pastor saying, don't rejoice, my congregate members are completely devastated by Roe v. Wade because you forgot to prepare them for such things, <sighs> makes me think, especially when I see this predominantly in the evangelical world. Sure. When I look at that and I go, what is there even the church anymore? Yeah, we're, you know? yeah. Well, and we know, like that, you know, we don't sit in that question because yeah. the church, 
like <laughs> that's yeah the gates dominion. of hell will never prevail yeah, absolutely. that's what checks me every enemy made a made a but if we're talking about solely uh, you know like angst and for that thought not to enter into your mind sure um, or that feeling, just right. like that feeling of the pastor having to step down because of sin should never uh, dissuade you from following Jesus or the fact that he sanctified you. Mm. You still feel it. Oh, my gosh. And, and it impacts you like just like any relational trauma. OK, so like this is again, this I think we should totally do an episode. on oh this. Oh, yeah. Um, the relationships that are being modeled in your eldership. And the care and concern and love and doting guidance, mm. protection yeah. that your shepherds are responsible for mm. is supposed to emulate what? What? Like Christ's sacrifice for his bride. Mm -hmm. So in, in many ways, I think when there is like really interrelational trauma with stuff like this example you're using when a pastor has to step down for any sin reason, mm -hmm. right? It like devastating mm -hmm. and you know the sin that's in question just exacerbates or you know mm -hmm. it's really awful it's really truly awful um i've talked with multiple people who have lived through like you know pastors they've known their whole lives um or or like even trust even even trusted like wise men in the faith mm -hmm. um and just like it's come to light that they've been mm -hmm. let down like yeah they've been harboring committing like sins heinous sin mm -hmm. disqualifying sin mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's utterly devastating mm -hmm. and it impacts their ability to form good trusting relationships with new pastors mm -hmm. um and with new congregations right. so it really there is definitely a ripple effect and and christians have a habit of projecting their broken, earthly, secular, sinful, sin-filled relationships onto God. Yep. And it impacts our relationship with God, whether we acknowledge it or not. Mm -hmm. So for a pastor not to step up and talk about abortion. Right. Or Roe v. Wade with his congregate members, um, with his sheep, you know, and relate it to a biblical passage. Yeah. exegeted and exposited correctly set your sheep up mm -hmm. for that angst and depression you guys talk about when something happens in the culture that you weren't ready for right you have a major responsibility we have a major responsibility as members of christ as uh, christ's body as brothers and sisters to each other to exhort each other in the word and when we feel uh, when we see a deviation we have to bring it back Right. And that may be hard. It may even take some time. Mm -hmm. It may even discern a right moment. Right. But, but you're not. It must be done. It must be done because you love your brother and sister, your brother mm -hmm. or sister. Not because it feels good to be like, hey, you're messing that up. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I don't want to do <laughs> oh this. Oh, my goodness. This is why he says when two or three are gathered. Right. It's not just an exhortation of God's omnipresence because we knew that right. regardless of whether or not uh, he, uh, two or three are gathered, when one is by himself, there is God. He's actually talking about church discipline in this aspect is when you see a brother sin, you go up to him. Right. If he doesn't listen, you bring Another. another brother. Right? Yeah, another brother. And we're doing this in kindness and love. Right. If they still doesn't. It's not to beat yeah. the crap out of the brother who's mm -hmm. struggling. Right. Oh, man. And then, and then the intense situation is 
you have to bring it to the church. Right. It, there's, there's a, w- that could be another episode too. Mm-hmm. Church now, discipline. Again, it seems like that we're digressing, but I, I'm, I want to wrap this up, you know, holistically. We're talking about resilience and, and angst in a person's heart, Christian and unbeliever, because of what the culture around us well, is doing. Is doing. Right. And what pastor's responsibility is in this. Um, and the folly of some pastors and the righteousness of others. Mm-hmm. Um, that Roe v. Wade got overturned. That was an abominable thing that got in, uh, that got entered into this land, and it is no longer a part of this land, or at least that Cor- law. Right, right. There's Abortion no, still is. Right, there's yeah. no more case precedents upholding, like federal case right. precedent upholding that. And it, and it destroyed right a it. lot of lives. And I'm glad that it's overturned. Yes. And I will rejoice in Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And I'm going to be vocal about it. I won't be ashamed for one minute. My rejoicing is not idolatrous. No. And it is not a puffing up itself or a pointing and laughing at the sinner that's an unbeliever. Right. Or the person that is like suffering, quote unquote, because they have anxiety and mm-hmm. fear and they're depressed now that they like currently won't have this option. It's an opportunity for me to go, you know, Christ can solve that angst. Right. Oh my goodness. Because your angst is solely predicated upon what you thought predicated you were entitled to. It's been a while, I think, since you said the predicated. Yes. When we get March going, we're definitely going to do like a hashtag predicated predicated upon. Yeah. Predicated predicated shirt. Yes. Uh, The shirt was predicated upon an episode. (laughs) (coughs) Um, Yes. Anyway, we, it's like, I can't believe it's the middle of the summer right now already. It's 118. 118. Yeah, it's so hot here (laughs) in Arizona. If you don't live in Phoenix or the metro area, thank God that it's cooler where you are probably. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a lot of neat stuff coming up for the end of the year. Um, New new stuff. And like I said, uh, like I, we're gonna, I've been like having the thought that we should up our YouTube video Mm-hmm. Our cinema game, cinema, <laughs> cinema. So anyway, um, yeah, I I hope this convicted you. Um, I hope it encouraged you, encourages you, as well. you. Yeah, and I know that you have friends out there. Exactly what we're talking yes. about. Yes, and yeah. so I will also say I may have said this in the other one. Like that, I'm someone who would have been on the exact opposite end of the spectrum here mm. in high school and and in undergrad, right? In college, I would have been so fervent and passionate about a woman's quote-unquote right to choose (sighs) so if for those of you that are struggling with well like this person is too far gone don't Mm. (laughs) we have a gospel that is we have a god that's mighty to save his gospel is mighty to save do not relent relent yeah do not relent take heart right nick yep do not relent Take heart. He has overcome the world. We love you guys. Love you.